When it comes to discussing the realities of parenting, you can expect some sensitive material and occasional profanity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Anonymous Mom, a podcast where two childhood friends reconnect to discuss mom life, adulting, and everything in between. Today we are talking about, oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Stop it. I, I can't even see it right now. Uh, Okay, I'm hiding it's myself. You, this is not it's happening. When you, it's when you start talking. It is. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we're talking about perimenopause today, but... But Zoom well, doesn't is, want me to be on video because someone is having technical difficulties. And everybody, as, as usual, as usual, I'm having technical difficulties. Anybody who grew up in the 80s or early 90s, if you remember, it had a specific name too, but it was the man with the bleach blonde hair and the sunglasses, and it always glitched. I can't think of what the name is, but that's what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like glitching on my face and then I can go on and off. See, now I'll be on video again. Now we'll be okay. good. But yeah, just turn I'll it just on keep, and off. And if, if you hear us laughing, that's what's going on. But it's the laugh that we needed. Yes. Because both of us are dealing with severe anxiety today. Oh, <laughs> yes. I leave for Disney World tomorrow morning at 3.30 in the morning. And, oh, Jesus. I didn't realize yeah. you left. And my husband's identity got stolen and so <laughs> we just got no it's a shit show like how does this even happen my husband's identity gets stolen because yeah. the motor department department of motor or whatever is like oh the DMV. issued department of motor vehicle is that the yeah. dmv okay yeah oh i spell it all <laughs> see this is how flustered i am <laughs> anyway we get a letter from them someone requested a duplicate of your license and we issued it on the 15th and we got the letter yesterday so my husband had a call and they're like oh no so then I'm like, why can't we have the address to where the PI in me is like, I want yeah. their address. So did now they mail husband, in a request or call? Online. They did an online duplicate request. So and now asking for it to get sent to a specific address. It has to. Like, how does it not get sent to an address? I mean, like a hard copy has to get. So anyway, the one that that dude or whoever ordered it. It's not valid anyway anymore because now my husband has to have one to get on a plane. It's got to get scanned. So we're not even going to, he's got a passport, thank God. So we're just going to use the passport instead. So we don't have to worry. And thank God we got the letter yesterday because what happens if we would have got it today and he's in Ohio, right? Well, he's on his way back from Ohio because he was working out of town all week, which is another shit show at our house. And my dog has a double ear infection and (laughs) has a yeast infection in his paw. And it's just like, whatever. So I'm like, I am just like, because can you imagine 3.30 in the morning going to the airport and they're like, oh, they scan your driver's license and it's not valid (laughs) because some assholes try to steal your identity. But anyway, that's what's happening over at our household. But, you know, I mean, have you notified authorities of um well they- last night i was on the phone with our local police department but then come to find out because we don't live in town dane county sheriff is my local police department so i called them and then she said that i had to call the va because it happened at a federal building and they have to deal with it so oh, for the love of god yeah so i was on the phone with three different police departments last night i mean so- yeah if they're asking that it gets mailed to a certain address like, unless why- they did it to an, a post office, though, you know, you could ask, request it to get dropped off to your pickup at your local post right. office. Right. I mean, I don't know. And then I did call the VA and the VA, because that's where it happened, was at the VA hospital and oh, yeah. talked to some guy there. And he's like, well, it does 
look like we have video footage of some guy coming off the bike path on his bike, get off his bike, go over, pick up the bag, get back on his bike and leave. And I'm like, okay, can you identify him? Enhance, enhance. Yeah. And he's like, well, we don't have, you have to remember, this is government cameras. We don't have those kind (sighs) of technology. So what you're telling me is someone just, and he's like, yep. And keep in mind, everybody, this happened in October of last year. This didn't yeah, they, happen last week. This happened. So we thought we were done with the situation. Mm-hmm. We're not. This Surprise. is clearly a, a system. Like the, these are people that do this and have a system to it. it right. Seems like. Right. And I think they probably sold it. I mean, he drives heavy machinery and trucks and stuff. So his license is also like for important. all of that. Right. <laughs> it's Well, A, it's very important that he has it. And then B, he's got like every kind of license you can have. What I don't get about that, though, is... There's a picture on the ID. So if you're using somebody's license and then say you get The only thing over. that I think, yeah, I, I don't think they're using it for that. I think they're using it more to get credit cards and stuff like that. Yeah, but don't you need the social security and stuff for Right, they need, so to get a new social security, they need the last four. So he has to call the social security office too today. Good to Lord. Go oh, no, I know. I know. Well. Whatever. What perimenopause. Break? Yeah. And now let's talk about fucking perimenopause because that's, you know. I'm so glad you picked this topic and I feel like you cursed me because after you picked this topic, I got the Bombarded with the period. Period. <laughs> it was sent from Satan in hell because oh. I haven't dealt with this bad of symptoms uh, in a very long time since college. So, But I feel like my last period was exactly the same. This month when I had it, I was in so much pain and I bled a ton. And I was like, okay, I'm usually like in a ton of pain, but don't bleed a whole lot. Or yeah. I bleed a whole lot and I don't have pain. I felt terrible the whole time. Oh, period problems. You mentioned the anxiety you get. Oh, yeah. My anxiety, oh my gosh, is absolutely horrendous. So we've heard the term before, but both of us, you don't know, know it's pre-menopause, but that's about where my knowledge of it. Well, okay, so isn't it, it's perimenopause and then premenopause and then menopause. Is that not true or? No, so we'll get into it. So according to Mayo Clinic, perimenopause means, quote, around menopause. And it refers to the time which your body makes the natural transition to menopause, marking the end of the reproductive years. Perimenopause is also called the menopausal transition. Women start perimenopause at different ages. You may also notice signs of progression toward menopause, such as menstrual irregularity sometime in your 40s, but some women notice changes as early as their mid-30s. And John Hopkins, too, notes perimenopause can last two to 10 years. Oh, And I hate this information. Yep, cool. Hmm? I said, oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And so I I did confirm with my mom because I thought she said hers lasted about 10 years. And I texted her this morning. She's like, yeah, my my perimenopause was about 10 years. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So she started hers, uh, I think she was 37. Okay. When she first started getting all the symptoms. My grandma was completely through menopause by 36, 37. Okay. But I feel like back then, that's how it was. Everybody I know, grandmas now were like done with their period. See, that's interesting because my concept of it was your 50s is when you start. That's what I thought, too. So what actually causes this bullshit is, quote, the level of estrogen, the main female hormone in your body, rises and falls unevenly during perimenopause. 
Your menstrual cycles may lengthen or shorten, and you may begin having menstrual cycles in which your ovaries don't release an egg, which is what ovulation is. You may also experience menopause-like symptoms such as hot flashes, sleep problems, and vaginal dryness, end quote. Now, they say that the perimenopause phase ends when you have gone through 12 consecutive months without a period. That's when you officially hit menopause and become an old hag. Just kidding. I'm already an old hag. But um, (laughs) I don't think so. But I am an old hag at heart. (laughs) All these symptoms can be menopause. But until you've gone a full 12 cycles without having a period. I'm sorry, 12 consecutive months without having a period, you're still in the perimenopausal stage. And okay. that's what frustrated my mom is why it let, she'd go six months and then it's like, oops, surprise, bitch, back. Yeah. And so it's a nightmare if it lasts that long and knock on wood, oh, mine shit. is not going to last that long. No, nope, it's not happy. We're not putting it out there. It's very interesting information. And we're not going to get into menopause itself. We're just going to be talking about the perimenopause stage for this episode. Um, yeah, we'll do menopause another time. And hopefully with somebody who's actually gone through it. <laughs> yes, I would love to. Let's Hear talk all the about- horrors. Exactly. <laughs> there is, I mean, but that's the thing too, is everybody's different. We're going to get to that too. So some people don't have as horrific of a time as other people. Well, and the um, one thing that scares me about menopause is mm-hmm. then they're like, you, they want you to start taking like estrogen and all that shit. And like, that's just, I'm so scared of that. I don't There's natural ways to do that too, though. I know my uncle, when my mom started going through the perimenopause, menopause stage, he said, drink a cup of soy milk every day. Okay. Because mm-hmm. there's so much estrogen in soy. So mm-hmm. we used to, I'd take Mecca, Mica, M-A-C-A. C-C. Okay. And that has a ton of estrogen in it also. Mm. So I take it when my body feels a little bit whatever, but then once you take it, it can actually like, it's got too much estrogen that it like made me blown up and all that anyway. But when what we learned from the breastfeeding episode is you don't want too much estrogen in your body. No, you don't. You know, that's where we're made of. Fucking sweet. You don't want too much of it. Just enough. (laughs) You know, that'd be interesting if there was an at-home like Let's say monthly test? week, yeah, monthly or weekly test that you could take to make sure you have the proper amount of estrogen in your body. Something, you know, that's not, that could be done regular when you're getting to this stage where shit's going all fucking off the rails. Ugh. All right. So what should we be looking for as possible signs that you might be in perimenopausal stage of life? First, irregular periods. The length of time between periods may be longer or shorter. Your flow may be light or heavy. And you may skip some periods. <laughs> I just love it. It's like just All the complete opposite. The well, yep. it's just like it may be this, it may be that. Mm-hmm. Little spin confusing. The wheel. Yeah, spin the wheel. If you have a persistent change of seven days or more in the length of your menstrual cycle, you may be in early perimenopause, but not everybody has it last past seven days. If you have a space of 60 days or more between periods, you're likely in late perimenopause. It varies from person to person. So basically, it's just if you're noticing, wow, my period is way different. Like for me. Well, and maybe start keeping like a journal. Off the charts, Like a period journal, you know, now that- And they suggest that when you start feeling like you're having symptoms to start doing that. And we'll touch on that a little bit. Next is hot flashes and sleep problems. Sleep problems are often due to hot flashes or night sweats, but sometimes sleep becomes unpredictable and even without the hot flashes or night sweats. I've been dealing with that, but I also am dealing with a daughter who is possibly sleepwalking and wakes up all the time in the middle of the night. Yeah. So that's just, yeah. is it this or is it bad? Yeah, knows? we don't know. Spin the wheel. So I, I usually around my period, I get a little bit of insomnia. 
like I can't sleep like right mm, when my mm-hmm. period's coming and then I'm like mm. oh I'm not sleeping okay well that makes sense why oh I you know what and I have to know because I got mine way early so I'm gonna have to write that on my yeah, we're just cycling though the same because we do this. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. So I don't know if it's perimenopause or you're just going to cycle with me because I just got, I got done with mine. Yeah. Buddy. All right. Next is mood changes, mood swings, irritability, or increased risk of depression may happen during perimenopause. The cause of these symptoms may be sleep disruption associated with hot flashes. Mood changes may also be caused by factors not related to the hormonal changes of perimenopause. Like children needing your attention every five seconds. <clears throat> you know, mood swings and irritability kind of just go hand in hand with parenting. Right. And then throw a period on there. <laughs> and then it's like, sweet, yeah. awesome. That's I am, cool. I am going to say I'm very proud of myself that I kept all this internally <laughs> or am keeping this all internally this month because like I texted you yesterday, like if I could have gotten an Uber to pick her up. That's how bad it was yesterday. It was nausea. I mean, anxiety where like I thought I needed to chew a whole pack of gum. I mean, it was just, it was rough. Then it's still bad, but it's not as bad as it was yesterday. So I'm counting my blessings. Yay. All right. Next is vaginal and bladder problems. When estrogen levels diminish, your vaginal tissue may lose lubrication and elasticity, making intercourse painful, which is also something that is a symptom of Oh, crap. Now I, oh, fuck. Of endometriosis. I could not think of that. For okay. A so that's also another thing where it's like, oh, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Right. I don't know. Low estrogen may also leave you more vulnerable to urinary or vaginal infections. Loss of tissue tone may contribute to urinary incontinence. But we moms can also blame birthing kids for that whole incontinence issue. Right. So that's another one where it's like, ah, is it this or is Take it this? Or two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to like me being an older, considered geriatric for having a child. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> I am an old hag, see? <laughs> it's actually true. I'm an old hag because I got her old past uh, 35. All right. Changes in sexual function. During perimenopause, sexual arousal and desire may change. But if you have had satisfactory sexual intimacy before menopause, this will likely continue through perimenopause and beyond. And I just wrote a little note. Well, I'm fucked. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Because I haven't had that. (laughs) All right. So decreasing fertility is also a symptom. Loss of bone, changing cholesterol levels. They also note, but I'm not getting into those. Now, John Hopkins has more symptoms that they add to the list, including, and these are all ones that checked off yesterday. (laughs) I literally have in all caps. All of these were my last period. (laughs) Trouble concentrating, headaches, joint and muscle pain, having to pee often and PMS-like symptoms. Okay, weird, because I think I'm perimenopause. You probably are. Like, I really feel like I am. (laughs) Yeah, so can I just say I'm in like year two? I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit. I'm in year two. All right, like read all this. Like I didn't read any of this before we started because yeah. I know you don't like me too. So yeah. I'm like, re- I'm like, I'm I like quiet, you to be it's because I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was this morning when I had to, or last night when I had to do this because, <sighs> um, yeah, oh fuck, yeah. Now John Hopkins highlights that since symptoms come from fluctuating hormone levels, the symptoms vary depending on these levels. So they give the example. When estrogen is higher, you may have symptoms like you might with PMS. When estrogen is low, you may have hot flashes or night sweats. 
these hormonal changes may be mixed with normal cycles. So you're, fu- again, you're fucked either way. If you have high estrogen, you're going to act like you're on PMS. If you have low estrogen, then you're going to be hot and sweaty all the time. I just don't understand why this happens to us. But then let's say if you're having hot flashes and night sweats, drink a glass of soy milk. Oh, that You helps. know, see if oh, it yeah. helps. Because uh, it would boost your estrogen. I freaking hate milk and soy milk makes you want to puke too. So. Oh, we'll eat up. tofu. Have, have like edamame. I like edamame, I think. Oh, there, see, there you go. Maybe. I don't have, know. I'll have to have try. A, have some edamame. Throw <laughs> some soy sauce on it. You're good. All right. So Okay, so this is going to be something that I'm questioning. Yeah. Do you think people who have that diet regularly, like Japan or something like that, you know, like you know, that would China? Like, um, I'm curious because if that's what they, you know, like that's. We can have a follow-up episode and I'll Google <laughs> international perimenopause. I'm just curious because you know what I mean? Like, world. So that's another thing is, so your diet plays a huge role in this. We're going to get to that a little bit later. Okay. But that's a very good point because yeah, if you have a diet. If that's that your, like is, your full diet. Like that's like, we only eat that when I'm craving sushi or, you know what I mean? Like, but if you're eating that all of the time, because that's your general. And us being vegetarians, we do eat tofu a lot. Yeah. And I love edamame. I can't say I buy it because I'm lazy and don't want to make it. But we don't drink soy milk really, though. I was starting that because I was actually getting hot flashes a little bit ago. And my mom told me about that. And so I started drinking soy milk and then I stopped buying it. But I'm thinking I have too much estrogen. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to, you know, so. Yeah. I should look into if there's anything that can lower your estrogen. I didn't look into that before this, but. Might be something I'll look into. So Mayo Clinic also ends their article by saying some women seek medical attention for their perimenopausal symptoms, but others tolerate the changes or simply don't experience symptoms severe enough to need attention. Because symptoms may be subtle and come on gradually, you may not realize at first that they're all connected to the same thing, which is hormone fluctuations of the menopausal transition, end quote. Big emphasis on that tolerating the symptoms. (laughs) Because that's just how we're conditioned to just deal with it. Mm -hmm. There are treatment options, which include hormones, antidepressants, and lifestyle changes. I do want to note, too, that John Hopkins says that no two women are the same. This is where I'd like to say, if you are having mild symptoms for this stage of life, congratulations. But know that there are women out there who are going through fucking hell during this stage. And this is a conversation we should be open, honest, and supportive about. You know, it's that that saying that we're all in the same storm, but some people are on yachts and some people are in a fucking kayak, you know? Right. Right. And I think we need to talk. It's the same thing. Like I said, this talk recently about like periods and I'm like, I am so open about my period. Obviously when we did the period, like we're both very like, we're clearly both open about it. We're both totally okay with talking about it, but I don't care who I'm around. I'm like, oh, I've got my period. And like some people will look at me like, you just said that in front of my husband or your husband, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why are you so ashamed? I just don't think it should, like I always said, if men had periods, there would be tampons sold at the front counter, just like gum is. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I just really firmly believe that. But anyway, I just think people are so, it's the same thing, like talk about this stuff instead of. Yeah. It's not like something we can control. No, it's not like it's something we like. (laughs) Yeah. Now, John Hopkins too also have a great suggestion for women who are experiencing symptoms. One I found particularly interesting was that they say, Find what triggers your hot flashes. For example, alcohol, coffee, or tea by keeping a record. So I didn't know that there were things that trigger hot flashes like that. Well, I mean, coffee makes sense. because Yeah, the, but like, I, I just feel like, you know, you just deal with it. These are just things you have to deal with. Yes. When, 
a lot of things that we're learning, there's ways to not necessarily get rid of something, but to make it not as strong. Yeah. And so that's something I'm going to start keeping in mind. Yes. And there is, I know that when I was looking into, because when my body was so screwed up, the blood type diet and stuff like that, or not diet, I should say, because I don't like that word, but that sort of idea of changing your eating habits. And I know there is one that's like a hormonal diet and it's not about not eating things that aren't hormonal. I have it in my Pinterest board under period problems. So (laughs) I just remember looking that up being like, okay, I'm going to change everything I eat because my period will be better. John Hopkins notes that Eating a healthy diet with fruits and vegetables and whole grains can help with these symptoms. They also say to get at least 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams of calcium each day through your diet or supplements, but obviously it's best to get your nutrients from whole foods versus supplements because I'm reading a bunch of shit too about supplements and I'm starting to be like, yeah, I don't know. Cause like I just started. Well, and you have to be so careful of like the supplements that you do take. There's so many out there. And I think there's so many that are like, oh, you can take this. You can take that. It's like, you should be eating your supplements. That's or not eating your stuff. You should be eating instead of taking supplements. And then if you're exactly at night when I both take a magnesium pill Mm. that has magnesium, zinc and Mm -hmm. calcium in it. And I think something else, I don't remember. I don't want to grow grass. Here's the big thing with supplements is a lot of these supplements are not FDA regulated. No, I have issues with laxed FDA regulations on some stuff, but there are regulations for a reason. And the fact that they're not even regulated at all Especially, you know, when you say like these statements are not approved by the FDA, yada, yada, when you look at stuff online, that's where it's a little concerning of, yes, you're buying this calcium or this ashwagandan or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're buying these supplements online and you're trusting that, that what that, you're putting yeah. in your body is what it is. But right. I mean, on my podcast, United States of Lead, we have an episode on turmeric because the amount of lead that is actually in a lot of turmeric and even turmeric you buy at the grocery store is kind of crazy. And there's no testing or regulation to on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's, well, and I think trust rate. So like I get so a lot of buying stuff- turmeric, like buying actual root turmeric root, like you yes. know, ginger and using it is the best way. It is pain in the ass. That's what sucks is like we're conditioned to just pop a pill. Because right. Oh, yeah. It's, easier. it's quicker. And it, well, and I, I am not I gag when I take pills. So like, I have a really hard mm. time taking pills. <laughs> I've gotten way, 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 way better. But like, so when I get any of my supplements, I get them from my chiropractor, because the ones they sell, I trust and I trust them. Anyway, I guess I think that's one thing to look into is where you get those rather than just getting online. I was saying, and being but like, they're also getting those online. So it's also something to still look into. Right. No, and the, the company but... that they go through, I've, I mean, it's a fairly big company, so I'm not like, is it too worried. no, God, no. It's Why like, is God? No, God, no, no. I've, I, because those are like, you can get those on any website, but that's what I mean. Cause you said it was a bigger company. So that's how I was Oh like, no. no. Just going back to your gig. I almost forgot your gig reference. So really obsessed with really ridiculous cat videos and I can thank my mom for that but there's always these cat videos where they're gagging like they smell somebody's foot and they gag Mm -hmm. well she has taken that up now and then I'll look and she's just pretending to gag oh no my husband and children Uh. think it's hilarious when people gag they think it's the funniest thing and I can gag I gag on everything even if I think of like now I'm gonna start gagging if I start thinking (laughs) of something so we have to 
change the conversation. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, this is how bad it is. So let's talk about. Well, nausea too. I mean, you know, yeah. if nausea's, yes. you're going to be in for a treat. But yeah, I went to a doctor and they're like, oh no, you're too young. And that's like, they just brushed it off. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, like, my grandma was fully through at 36, 37. My mom started this at the same age. Well, and it'd be so great to keep a journal for your daughter. Yeah. And I, I definitely need to mark this one down because it's, I think when I'm, I'm going to color coat, cause I put my period on our calendar and I think from now on, I'm going to color code it and blue is going to be like a normal one. And red's going to be, holy shit, this fucking yeah. sucks. Um, the devil is coming out of me. Yes. <laughs> Satan's blood is dripping. Yeah. And I want to, cause having two daughters myself, I really want to be able to help them with that because it is such a crazy thing to go through and scary for them. And yeah. Yeah. And also the bullshit of, we tolerate a fucking lot. And the idea that we're just going through this internally, it sucks. We need to talk about our periods. We need to talk about PMS. We need to talk about perimenopause. We need to talk about menopause because it's not it's, going away. It's not okay. It's not going away, but it's also not okay to think that we just have to fucking deal with it. This shit's right. crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that- I think the more that you talk about it, the more you bring it to light, the more it will shine. So the more you talk yes. about it, the more people will be okay with talking. I think it's the same thing with like the shunning of it. Like you don't mm-hmm. talk about. I know some people are just raised like that. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We live in a culture that really emphasizes shame as a somehow way of regulating society. <laughs> yeah. And I think with the perimenopause, I think it's so confusing and obviously talking about it yes it's like it is so confusing because it's like am I just having a shitty period or this mm-hmm. you know I think that's another thing that we have to track but I think just get a journal out go to the dollar store and get a little journal and just well like you said too during the period problems episode if you're somebody who has heavy periods throughout your life are you gonna go through it earlier right or you somebody- get it earlier I actually my daughter has a friend and or not a friend but an acquaintance and I think she got her period when she was in like fourth grade and I'm just like wow so did, my grandma so do you get to nine through, years old yeah so yeah so then it's like do you get to go through perimenopause and menopause earlier and this is the thing too I never heard of perimenopause yeah until maybe a, like I would say maybe five years ago but I'm like what the fuck is perimenopause you know like mm-hmm. how come we're just hearing about this so at 35 I heard about this pre-men like I know what pre-menopause was but this perimenopause is that's okay, what so it that's, is it's just but, that people don't know the terminology so there's not a peri and this, a pre. They're no, the per- perimenopause is premenopause. Okay. I thought they were different. No, because what I just went through says this is the stage right. before menopause. Yeah. People yeah. say I mean, I don't know. I didn't do any. I didn't look into it. I was just like, there's three stages of fucking <laughs> John menopause. Hopkins, are you no, serious? No, if John like, Hopkins and Mayo Clinic are saying that this is premenopause. Pre-menopause. Okay. But that is all the time that Zoom is giving us today. So... Please comment on this episode and let us know. Do you got some perimenopause symptoms? Have you gone through menopause? Do you feel like you're going fucking insane? We'd love to know. Yeah. Peace out, man. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Anonymous Mom. Have a question you want answered or a topic you'd love for us to discuss? Email us at anonymousmompod at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous, join our Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, where you can post your topic or question anonymously. Thanks for listening.